simple, basic proposition. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. You know what I really love? <laughs> the Ice State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Good morning, ass family. Welcome to a Friday Eve edition of the Arnie State Show. Thank you so much for being here. Now, yesterday I went off, but guess what? Oh, it's going to happen again here in just a few minutes, people. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, We'll get to it. Let's mention first uh, the tribute there to ZZ Top because original band member, founding member, bass player extraordinaire, Dusty Hill passed away yesterday. Uh, One of my all-time favorite bands, ZZ Top. Uh, He was 72 years old, died in his sleep, so he went peacefully at his home in Houston. This band has has been around since the early 70s. That little old band from Texas. I've seen them a number of times. Um, It's sad. I I mean, you know, it's weird when legends like that pass away. And he passed away. He's been having some health issues, and they don't know if this is attributed to that, but most, most likely. 
So he passed away in his sleep, sadly. And I got hit with an email yesterday from Douglas. He says, you know, these things come in threes. And I had forgotten the day before that the, uh, the drummer, former Slipknot drummer, Joey Jordanson, died. Now, look, he's in Slipknot. If you're a big Slipknot fan, you know who that is. But everybody knows who ZZ Top is. So he asked who's next. And I was like, wow, I, I don't know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have the answer. Everybody's favorite, baby back ribs. Set it and forget it. There Set it is. Set it and forget it. You just set it and forget it. You just set it and you forget about it. You just set it and then forget it. You just set it and forget it. Set it and forget about it. You set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. And of course, we are talking about the Showtime rotisserie and barbecue. And let me introduce the there inventor himself, the Ron man. Popeil. Ron Popeil. The man who invented the set it and forget it. The man who invented... Hair in a can? A pioneer of infomercials. Ron Popeil. Died at 86 years old yesterday. He created the pocket fisherman. Hair in a can. Set it and forget it, motherfucker. He had the chop the Ronco chop before the slap chop was even a thing. So there you go. Ron Popeil. Ronco. I didn't realize that he created all that shit. Now I know why it's fucking called Ronco. I, I thought that was just a crazy name for it. Uh, let's get some good mornings out the way. Straight Fire says good morning all. Let's all be happy. We got air in our lungs and a brand new ass. Damn right. Douglas says good morning ass family. Happy Friday Eve. Arise, good morning, ass. Let the good times roll. Hangtown Jen says, good morning, ass family. Braddy Kid, morning. I hope that you have a wonderful day today. Did you hear the guy from ZZ Top? That? Yes, thank you so much, Braddy Kid. You add so much. Dave Co says, good morning. So far, I've had the Monday blues. I was folded like a taco on Tuesday. I got humped yesterday. What will today bring? Oh, angry Arnie is lurking. I, I mean, honestly. You need to be worried. Everyone needs to be frightened. Attention in the water. Be advised, State Parks is asking us to make an announcement to let you know you are paddleboarding next... Near, near Angry Arnie. That's where you are. You are close to Angry Arnie. Now, we're going to get to it here in just a sec. Uh, now, it's funny because Angry Arnie was... He, he, he has the uh, ability to come out whenever. But I, I got an interesting email this morning from Rapper. He said, let it all out today, big guy. I made it, my first, I made it to the movie theater, uh, my first movie theater reservation last week for a Monday showing of Jungle Cruise. A big deal to me since, one, I rarely get to go to a theater. Number two, I'm home for a few weeks. And number three, I have not seen a movie in a theater since Corona. Also, number three, I don't wear a mask, and I won't go anywhere that forces me to. We'll see what Monday brings. Yeah. So pissed at what these big government totalitarian Marxist left-wingers taking away our freedoms. I've never been to any protest, only a few political rallies, but I, for the first time, will attend as many as possible if masking and lockdowns are pushed any further. 
Time to end the dictatorial Marxist rules that the neo-Democrats are pushing. It's not about Donald Trump. It's about freedom, liberty, and personal expression. As for my comments a day or so ago about the unvaccinated choosing solely based on political reasons, I still say they are morons. Yes, they have the right, and I support their right, but I think they are being short-sighted and not thinking things through. If they want to protest, choose another way than not getting shot. This works the same for the pro-shot people who only did it for the politics and to be able to say, see me, I did it, I'm better than you, ha-ha. For me, as I said, I knew I probably would be forced to as a government subcontractor. This has been the message from the Defense Department to subcontractors for months. In fact, I just received my first formal notice to show proof or terminate the contract. Bull fucking shit. What, how, what we do to earn a buck. Warbird, good morning, my friend. Uh, my conference mate, I should call you now that Texas and Alabama will be in the same conference. And you will stop raping and pillaging my home state of Texas for your damn recruits. And they can stay home. Good morning. Radberger, I get it, man. I, I, I get the frustration on every single level. I, I, I truly do. And you know what? Uh, instead of get let, let, let's play this. Um, Alicia sent this to me yesterday, and I want to say thank you to Alicia for sending this. This is a representative, I believe his name is uh, Chip Roy. He is from the great state of Texas, right outside of Austin, and he's a Republican. We have a crisis at our border. And we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up. They want to go back to life. They want to go back to business. They want to go back to school without their children being forced to wear masks, to be put in the corner, to have mental health issues. And we're running around here, and the speaker comes down here at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, we got to wear masks in the people's house? While we've got thousands of people pouring across our border and Democrats don't do a darn thing about it, heavily infected with COVID. Yep. We have the New York Times, okay, today. What a mess. CDC about to reverse on indoor masking for the vaccinated, quote unquote. This is some serious nanny state stuff that will only breed resentment. No kidding. Consider resentment being magnified right here in the floor of the House of Representatives. We are absolutely sick and tired of it, and so are the American people. Damn right. This sham of an institution is doing nothing for the American people. Damn right. Nothing for the betterment of the people that send their representatives here. I just met this morning with an organization that tries to take care of people from human trafficking. Met with an elected official from Mexico, while cartels are raping and pillaging and killing. And we have people infected with COVID coming across our southern border into Texas, and you all put masks Masks up front here, here on the people's house. The rock doesn't We got to go there. around and see, okay, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. He's not. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Amen, Do the brother. vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work so they don't work? I'd like to know which it is. I'd like Dr. Fauci to come down and answer a single question about nat- natural immunity. Have you been infected with a virus? Do you have immunity? Or are they just going to go around poking people saying you must take a vaccine? Oh, but sorry, the vaccine doesn't work. You must wear a mask. This institution is a sham. 
and we should adjourn and shut this place down. Woo! Yeah! That was awesome. That, that, that truly, that, that brightened my day yesterday when I saw this guy, Chip Roy, get up and say those things. I don't know anything about him, but hey, he, he, he said, and, and look, we're going to get to COVID here in a little bit. I've got a lot of updates from yesterday, so uh, please bear with me as we get through this. Um, now, oh, by the way, that email that Ratburger sent to me, all the emails are sponsored by JS Floors, best flooring store in the West. Don't worry about the rest. The rest, they're so confused. When you hire them for a job to work on your floors, they actually try to install new windows that don't even fit in your house. It's weird. So just call my friend Jesse at 775-267-4123, and they can get your floors in for you today. Go says, I like that guy. He made perfect sense. Yep. Now, I got an email yesterday. Or actually, I got it this morning. I, I try not to look at too many emails before the show. That way I can respond naturally. And, uh, oh, wait, you know what? Hold on a second here. Let's see something. Uh, let's see. Do I have it in here? Uh-huh. No. Holy shit! Yeah, it's not in there. The... She fucking hates me song. That's okay. Uh, this is sent from Lori. Good morning, Alicia. Happy Friday Eve to you. Dear Arnie, I have to say that I usually do not listen to your show. But I was on Facebook today, and I saw that you were going live, so I checked it out. Here's where it starts to get good. I have to say that you are still a Neanderthal and a bully like you always have been. I cannot believe the way you tore into that little girl, Simone Biles. Did that make you feel like a big man? Absolutely it did because she's not a little girl, you stupid cunt. I'm sorry, let me get back to my letter here. She doesn't owe you or this country anything. In the same country that's paying her to train and do all that kind of stuff? Okay, all right, well, whatever. Good for her to recognize that she wasn't mentally fit to compete. As far as that person who brought up your attempt of suicide, don't you wish that you would have had the foresight that she did? No, I, I, I didn't because I didn't have the tools, stupid. She had the tools. Do you even realize that she is dealing with all sorts of horrible trauma? And it just came boiling over that day. I am glad that I am not a member of your so-called ass family. No, that makes two of us. I was really let down by you yesterday, Lori. How can I let you down if you're not a member of the family? If you're not a fan of mine, how can I let you down? And by the way, don't care. Uriah says, and that's representative of our country right now. Well, we know we, uh, Lori is a retard. In front, good morning to you, my friend. I was watching the, the, the local news here this morning, and this drunk gal that's on the, the local Fox station, everyone is blonde, drunk gal, she's hammered. She's either hammered or really stupid. And, and she must eat a good asshole to keep her job as long as she has. 
She had some sports psychologist on from the University of North Texas. By the way, the University of North Texas should not have a sports psychologist. You want to know why? They suck. They've never been good at anything except when Mean Joe fucking Green was there. That's it. The Mean Green, the Eagles, whatever you want to call them, they have never been good at any sports. Yeah, out of everything you do, that's what let you down? Right. Uh, why is that bitch on your friends list if she doesn't even like you? What an idiot. Yeah, I, I hear you. All right, so let, let me go through this real quick. If you've been living under a rock, you know that the, the greatest of all time, self-appointed greatest of all time gymnast, Simone Biles, she called herself that. I didn't call her that. She was the one who had the crystal design embedded in all of her whatever, her uniforms, her, her unitards, or whatever the fuck she's wearing, right? Saying that she is the greatest of all time. She's come out and brag about it. Okay. Now, see, this is the thing. You, you can't give yourself a nickname, and you can't call yourself the greatest of all time. Okay? We, 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 we know. Um, what Simone Biles did was repulsive. I, I, I'm not taking it back. I, I, I'm so sick and tired of this. Come and cancel me. Come and cancel me. Uh, and, and by the way, anybody who wants to make this a fucking race thing, uh, I will give you my home address, and then you can come here, and I can beat the living shit out of you because this isn't about race, okay? You people that want to make this about race make me fucking sick. She had a lot on her mind. Look, I understand. But let me explain again. And, and by the way, I, I came up with this in my head yesterday. We are only probably weeks away. Now, I, I ain't going to do it on Facebook Live because I, I, I don't feel like giving this bitch any fucking due. I, I'm giving her enough with this reading of this letter. Um. Uh, by the way, you know, kind of uh, do owe us. The American people who are paying your bills, you're goddamn right. You owe us giving your all. Otherwise, step aside. I don't know how you are not mentally prepared for the Olympics. You have four years to get ready for it. And if you aren't prepared enough to step on that plane, then you don't step on the plane. You don't go. I, I would have respected that a lot more. Just don't go. Don't go all the way there. Don't get a free trip to Japan and get all your stuff. And she's dating some wide receiver in the NFL who ain't no good anyway. And he, he tweeted her, babe, remember the, the loudest uh, jeers come from the cheap seats. How would you fucking know? You don't even play, dickhead. Let me just say this right now. I stand, uh, I stand behind this. We are weeks away from acts like what Michael Jordan did with that 105-degree temperature after being food poisoned the night before in Utah. What Brett Favre did the day after his father died in Oakland. Sorry, Raiders fans. I got to bring that up because it's one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen. And what Tiger Woods did on a broken leg at the U.S. Open. We are weeks away from that being referred to as toxic masculinity. They are no longer great feats. A great feat now is quitting. 
I want you to rope that in your head. A great feat is quitting. I, I, I have an even better story to go along with this. And I was going to save this for a little bit. Um, but I'm here to tell you that sports are over. Yeah, sports are over. The number one high school quarterback football pro, uh, prospect in the country. Kid from here in Texas. His name is Quinn Ewers. Greatest mullet I've ever seen on a kid. Uh, the, the mullet is fantastic. And he is a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He is looking into skipping his senior year at South Lake Carroll and enrolling at Ohio State early so he can profit now because college athletes are being allowed to be paid. So all those guys that he grew up with dreaming about playing for a state championship, gone. Because you're going to get yours. Sports are over. Sports are done. We have college athletes who decide, well, I'm not going to play in that bowl game because it's not a good enough bowl game. I'm going to get ready for the NFL. And now we have the greatest of all time, Simone Biles, saying, ah, I'm not really into it. I'm not going to compete. When do players like, I, I know he's not in the league anymore. What if Peyton Manning were to do that? Hey, you know what? I got a lot on my brain right now. I got a lot of finance stuff at home. My, my wife and kids, they're not doing good with the COVID lock-in, whatever. We're not going to play this week. How do you think that would go over? <sighs> Looks like she did step aside completely due to vertigo. I'm honestly not mad. Uh, I don't want it. No, it, it, no. Uh-uh, I ain't giving her that. Uh, life because their vertigo hurting them is a calculated move. That's no longer calculated because they tried to tough it out. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is walk away. Just my feelings on it. They're going to this now. By the way, this it's called the twisties. That wasn't mentioned the first day. Twisties were not mentioned the first day. It was mental. Now, if you want to run to that, okay. And I'm not saying you are, Alicia. They, this is the new narrative. You see, it's not enough, and they know it's not enough that it's a mental thing. Now they got to bring in this other part. By the way, if it was the twisties, if it was the vertigo thing, that would have been the first thing they said. The first thing. Because nobody can get mad at an athlete when they're hurt. Nobody can So, uh, by the way, this kid with the great mullet, I hope he fails. I hope he fails miserably. They're twisting because of the backlash. Ah, I see what you did there. That was good. Uh, all right. Uh, as far as Simone Biles goes, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I just don't care. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't even know why I'm going to watch sports anymore. It's all a fucking joke. None of it's real. None of it's real anymore. This is what I want to see happen. Next, next big MMA fight. Next, next, next big ass fight that anybody pays for. I, I want to see whoever's talking the most shit just come out and lay on the ground and tap. Yeah, I didn't feel like fighting tonight. 
Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, she was having a difficult time mentally because of the twisties. No, 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 no. See, that's what they're making up now. That's what they're telling you now. You see, the day before yesterday and yesterday, it was all about Simone Biles and her mental issues and this mental block or this thing that she had, and they tied it to this thing that's going the, the thing that went on with that doctor who touched all the, the, the girls inappropriately, the, the pedophile. That's what they had it down to. And once again, I can, I, I can dispel all that. Michael Jordan played a game, and in his mental mind, he has to understand that somebody was trying to poison him. What if Michael Jordan would have died from that food poisoning? Somebody poisoned a man because they didn't want him to do well in a basketball game. How does that sit with you mentally? I would never want to go into an arena again if I sat there and thought about it. If I thought that somebody hated me so much that they are willing to poison the food sent to my hotel room over a game. No telling you what somebody else who's even more threatened by me would do, like sneaking a high-powered fucking rifle that you can break down into an arena and shoots me in the head. They're making excuses, and, and, and you know what? I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. I, I just cannot do it anymore. We've got more Olympic stuff and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and once again, here we go. Here's another story from yesterday. That little fat girl that got attacked by the crocodile. You know, when the crocodile, she's staying at some place and... <laughs> California teacher was attacked by a crocodile at the Marriott Resort in Mexico. Spoke out against the hotel chain. All right, somebody looking to get paid. Good During an appearance on Good Morning America, 18-year-old Kiana Hummel recalled the late-night attack that left her with tissue and muscle damage. Quote. Oh, oh wait, here she is. Here she is. 18-year-old Kiana Hummel was vacationing in Mexico paid. at this Marriott resort in Puerto Vallarta when she was attacked by a crocodile. Hummel, who is now back in the U.S. recovering at a hospital, says she and her friend were sitting together on the sand when the 12-foot crocodile appeared, grabbing her leg, pulling the gotcha. shocked teen underwater. <laughs> really heaviness on my leg, um, and That's that be heaviness a big crocodile. ended up being the um, crocodile. And, um, and all of a sudden, I'm getting dragged into the water. Luckily, there were bystanders near the scene who jumped into the water to help the distressed teen. And we couldn't see anything because it was pitch black and. Finally, the Marriott worker took... It was pitch black, so you decided you're going to go for a swim? My favorite part of this is they're upset with the hotel because a lot of the signs that were up around there, like signs on the actual beach, they had signs up, but they were in Spanish. Well, you're in fucking Mexico, stupid. What What? what did you... Did, did you think they were going to be in French? I mean, honestly, does that mean every sign around a hotel in America has got to have Spanish, French, Chinese, Japanese on there as well? How about a little? 
a smidge, a tiny ounce of responsibility. You went past the signs that said warning. Okay? You went past it. You're going for a midnight swim in the beach, which nobody says is a good idea, by the way. You think it's it's the hotel's responsibility to keep you safe from crocodiles? Well, if that's the case, then let me just say right now, I will never work at a hotel. What? She came back to the U.S. for medical care? Didn't take advantage of the fabulous Mexico hospitals? B. Coop, you live in uh, Alaska, right? Uh, did you feel the earthquake? They had like an eight-something hit off the coast of Alaska early, early this morning, I think, or maybe last night. Kale says, let me know when America splits. I'm ready for it to be over. I, I, I hear you. I, I've gotten to that point. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I, this is why I don't ask what's next. You should be aware there are crocs in Mexico. If you were somewhere, let's say, uh, that hippos and it's uh, supposed to, and you get attacked, then I understand. Yeah, like if a hippo swam out of the ocean, I would be, uh, be like, hey, wow, that's weird. Yes, Nate, too. We're under tsunami warning. Wow, that's a big fucking earthquake. Damn. Let's see. Okay, so I got Ron Propeal. He's dead. I got that story. Okay, Simone Biles. I, I read that email from that stupid ass. <sighs> All right, I guess we can actually start the actual show now. And let me go to this right here, something that um, Ratburger was kind of talking about. <sighs> Your president, our president, this one, this is a simple, basic proposition. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. I didn't make that up. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't find Joe Biden saying every one of those words and then loop it together. That was him on a town hall meeting on CNN with... I don't know why he's respected, but okay, a respected journalist like Don Lemon. Now, I don't respect him. And Don Lemon did not call him out on his shit. Just like when he said he, when he, when this was said, where, where's this at? Uh, you, no, that ain't it. Uh, when you and I talked last, we talked about, it's one thing that the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? How, how did Anderson Cooper not just look at him and go, you give him shots? That, that's how. Joe Biden will announce that all federal workers must get the vaccine or be tested regularly, while the CDC says health passes may be the way forward. I, do I need to play it? I, I, I think for my own justification, my own well-being, if you will, I, I, I kind of have to play this. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. 
Officials say nothing has been finalized, but say staff may have to prove they've been vaccinated or face regular testing. On Tuesday, Biden said mandatory vaccines were under consideration. This is the government telling you what you can do to your body. Yes, I got a vaccine. I got a vaccine before all this shit happened. Do I think the vaccine's going to work? No. By the way, news came out recently, like a day or so ago, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is kicking ass against the Delta variant. So I lucked into that one. By the way, I don't care if it works or not. I got it, so I have my papers so I can say, leave me the fuck alone. But I can't say that anymore because now I have to wear a mask wherever I go. Not here in Texas yet. but And, and, and when you watch the news, this is why it's very, very important to do your own research or find someone that has done research, a.k.a. me. Okay, because something no one is telling you about. This morning, I'm watching the news like I told you. you I saw the drunk idiot chick and the fat liberal guy on on the station, this Tim fella. I I called him and told him to get the drunk chick off. Um, There are, he said, and I quote, with no relief in sight, the Delta variant is running rampant. With no relief in sight. Great Britain is on the cusp of hitting herd immunity. Every age group in England with infections has dropped for the seventh day in a row. Now, the people there are not getting it just as much as we aren't here. It's about... Ah, 50-50 there. I like how they write it. But other experts say uh, reaching herd immunity when enough of the population has some immunity against the virus that it struggles to spread against COVID is near impossible. Look. uh, Top scientists advising the government warned it'll be inevitable daily infections would spiral to 100,000 by next month but they've actually fallen every day for the last week. By the way, I dare you, I I double-dog dare you to find that story on an American website, including Fox News. I got it from the Daily Sun, a U.K. website. I don't know about you. I am tired of being lied to. I I am tired of being manhandled, treated like we're we're less thans, treated like we 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 don't belong in a in the same society as people like Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom. If politics were showbiz, Gavin Newsom would be the guy cleaning up elephant shit. He is a governor. Almost like the American media is fake news. I know, right? Isn't that a weird thing to say? 
But hey, once again, if you don't believe me, do your research. I, I, I challenge me. I, I don't mind it. Ask family. I don't mind it when you challenge me. I respect it. It's just fucking maddening as shit. God almighty. But what, what's it? Oh, wait. Okay. Let's see. Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, where, oh, there it is. There's a story. New York mandates all state workers must get the COVID-19 vaccine or undergo weekly testing. As Governor Cuomo urges businesses to order employees back to the office by Labor Day and only allow customers into bars and restaurants if they've had the vaccine. If you haven't had the vaccine, Governor Cuomo says, fuck you, I hope you're old so I can kill you. By the way, he ain't the only one saying that. You ready? You ain't going to like this one. I'm just telling you, ain't going to like this one here at all. I don't like it. San Francisco bars, some of them, not all yet, are requiring vaccinations or tests to enter their bar. The San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance, which represents more than 500 bar owners in the area, said it changed its position this week on requiring proof of vaccination or a negative test due to recent uptick. The decision is based solely on our need to protect our coworkers, customers, and their families. However, we hope it might also influence some who have not yet received vaccinations to do so as they are able. This is their plan. They're going to shut you down until eight or nine more percent of people in America get the shot. The shutdowns are right around the corner. Unless we have this awesome thing happen to us like that is happening in Great Britain. And by the way, it probably has started in New York. Not, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm guessing. Um, um, then what? Then what are you going to do? When the numbers start to drop, are you still going to have to show the card? I, I don't understand anything anymore. I don't. I'm tired of saying it, too, on the air that I don't understand anything. I, I'll, I'll say this. America makes me sick to my stomach. It truly does. The way that we've acted during all of this, it's been, to me, it's been more sad than anything. It's sad. It's weak. It's not American. However, because we're San Francisco proud, you can still crap on our streets. Why in the hell would you even go to a bar in San Francisco? A Coors Light is probably 10 bucks a bottle. Huh? Hey. If I, if I lived in San Francisco, I would need to drink a lot, too. I, that, that's all I have to say. Now, 
there's something that happened. And I am sorry. I apologize that I did not have this story when it happened about almost four weeks ago. I apologize. And I probably didn't have it because it was hidden in the media. I didn't find it till a story on Newsweek that surfaced. And here it is. You want to talk about, you know, the big talk lately has been about the January 6th insurgents. I'm going to read this to you. Climate change activists chain themselves to the gates of the White House in protest of proposed oil pipelines. Protesters from several campaign groups used kayaks, their bodies to block entrances into the building. Uh, The people involved are against plans to build the Line 3 pipeline, which would export hundreds of thousands of barrels from Alberta and Canada through Minnesota to Wisconsin while crossing indigenous land. Protesters are also demanding climate infrastructure deals. Some chain themselves to 15th and Penn Northwest vehicle entrance. While others gathered in the area, displaying signs and banners. One sign said, no stolen oil from stolen land. Eat my asshole. Um, I, I mentioned this story because 500 people chained themselves to where you could not get in or get out of the White House. That is an attack. But nobody talks about the insurgents there. Those people were arrested, and they bailed out later that afternoon. Why have we not heard this story? What, 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 why is this now, now a thing? These people attacked the White House. But since they're on that left crazy side, we're going to let it go. Media protected them. If your blood isn't boiling yet, I'm still working. I, I, I'm still trying. That got me yesterday. How come there was no coverage of that? I'm surprised Donald Trump wasn't blamed for it. And by the way, th- this is the thing that makes me the maddest out of everything. Did I vote for Donald Trump? Yes. Did I ever go to a Trump rally? No. Did I ever wear a MAGA hat? No. Did I vote for him because I thought he was the best candidate? Yes. Both times. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, I, I apologize to everyone that I voted for him, but to t- call me a member of the Colt 45, I think is truly one of the dumbest things I've ever been called. Somebody called me that the other day. I'm a member of the Colt 45. I'm a Trumpster. I I thought a lot of shit that Trump did was stupid. The shit he did for our country, though, it showed he loves America. I hate the tweets. I hate all the shit that he said. I I, I hate his stupid flipness to where he thought he was funny. 
Now, if he were to debate against Ron DeSantis, then I could pick somebody from that group there. Maybe Wheel Governor Wheels in there. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm just here to say this war on Trump and people that voted for the right. It, it's getting a lot worse, and you're going to need to be careful. I'm not afraid to say that I voted for him. You need to watch your ass, though, people. And I'm going to tell you why. You ready for this story? Who sent me this story? Who's, I, I want to I give credit uh, to whoever sent me this story. Was it Douglas? Uh, yeah, it was Douglas. Douglas and Jen, and, and a lot of people send me a lot of stories. New York Times reporter Katie Brennan suggested on Tuesday that in order to tackle America's current national security dilemma, Trump supporters should be considered enemies of the state. If you voted Republican in the last election, they want to look at you as an enemy of the state. So that means, let's say that you voted because you didn't want to hear this idiot. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Neil Smith, an old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? Neil, I miss you, man. I miss you. I promise you, the president has a big stick. How could I be the president of the United States of America? Come on, man. If you voted against senility and dementia, you're an enemy of the state, according to this writer. And she writes for the New York Times, which is a big popular newspaper that people still read. You're an enemy of the state. I hear Colt 45 and think of two zigzags. <laughs> We've gone so far as to say if you didn't vote their way, you're like, you're someone we need to battle with. That the military needs to hunt you down and kill you. That's what enemy of the state means. If you are a three percenter, you are already determined to be an enemy of the state. A one percenter? I just, uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, like it, it, it's gotten to a point where it's so maddening. It's so maddening. We're such a soft society. I found this video yesterday, okay? I found this video, and it's of former uh, University of Texas Longhorns baseball manager, coach, Augie Carita. A lot of people say he was probably the greatest manager in college baseball history. One, one of the top five. Now I'm going to play this for you. And I want you to, this is what happened after a game. Okay? These are the coaches that I always played for. Right here. You ready? All right. In 15 minutes, you guys will probably all be fucking fine with this, Okay. So I'll just sum it up this way, as fast as I can. That is the most humiliating game in the last fucking 10 years I've been involved with. How can we fucking get picked on the first base? 
By the way, the University of Texas went on to win their next 10 games in a row and the Big 12 Conference and made it to the College World Series. Now, if I think this is the same year, they won the College World Series. That kind of coach today would be thrown out would be fired. That's right, a winner. He seems upset. Jenny says, sounds upset. Hot Mama says, love it. This is the guy I want my kid playing for. And by the way, these are not kids. These are college athletes. I saw someone's post about Simone Biles earlier. And they brought up Carrie Strug about how they carried Carrie Strug up to do her, her final thing. And, and they made a mockery of it. They made a mockery of that moment, which is truly one of the greatest Olympic moments in American history when Carrie Strug runs and lands that. People don't look up to quitters. People look up to people who embrace the suck. Such a great phrase that I learned from a a dear friend who's a Navy SEAL. This is why the Navy SEALs are the greatest at what they do. Because they embrace the suck. They know something is going to be the shits. And they say, well, it's the shits. We still got to do our fucking job. Embrace the suck. (laughs) That guy's going to owe a fortune in the swear jar. Great coach taking responsibility for the actions of his team. Exactly. That is a great coach. Augie Carrito is probably, I would would venture to say, the greatest manager. And, And look, he won at Cal State Fullerton, and then he came to Texas, and he won there. He's the man. Because, you see, we used to all have people that we could look up to like that. And we're going to talk more about the Olympics here in just a minute. But I want to play one more video for you that I saw yesterday. This about made me cry. Because this guy is so right on. But where have you been? In today's world, many people look up to quitters. Yeah. Well, I'm going to blow your mind with this one. You ready? Here you go. I don't know who the speaker is. This is on some show. Uh, This guy has obviously done something, but here you go. 
So when I was a kid, you know, I was, I was bullied pretty hard. Fat, no one liked me. Kids were telling me I should kill myself every day. There was one day, they had poured chocolate milk on me, stuffed tater tots in my mouth, they were kicking me. And I rolled over my hands and knees, a little blood on my nose, chocolate milk in my hair. And I looked tater at all these people, all these kids. I knew they felt bad, some of them, but they didn't do anything. And oh, I can't talk about this sometimes. And Rarely the, will they. Yeah, I, the one thing I asked myself in that moment is why won't any of you help me? Why won't any of you help me? You just sit there and watch. I don't want to hear I feel bad for you. Why won't you help me? And I went home that day, and I, I walked into my house, and I had chocolate milk on my hair. I had bloody nose, and I was, I was beat. I, I, I didn't want to live. And my mom saw me. She took me right to my dad and says, we got to fix this. We got to tell the principal. And my dad says, no. Come here. He pulls me in the other room. I'm getting and hard. He, this moment changed my life, man. He, he looked me in the eye. He says, son. No one is coming to save you. Bravo. But that's okay because you're all you need. Damn you're right. going to be great or you're going to be nothing. Now, go find one of those kids. Go to their house. Yes. You fight them right there on their front porch, and you don't come home until it's done. I, I was literally puking. I was so scared. I went over to one of these kids' house. I knocked on his door. His mom answered, <laughs> and I go, is so-and-so here? And she goes, yeah, for sure. He comes to the door. And just all this rage came out of me, and I just grabbed him right there, and just everything that they'd done to me, and I started beating the shit out of him. I started beating the shit out of him. What'd the mom do? Nothing, because she wasn't there. <laughs> the door was closed. I ran away right after that. Nothing happened. You know what that kid was thinking after you beat his ass? <laughs> he was know. wondering why his mom wouldn't help him. Why is my, exactly, yeah. So I walked away, and... Everything my dad said to me just going through my head. I was so happy. I just, I just felt so confident. I felt so happy for the first time. And now I went home. My dad said, great job. He saw my knuckles were bruised, you know, like he says, you have to stand up for yourself, but you also have to stand up for others. You have to go make sure anyone else who this happens to, you got to be strong enough to help them too. And this stuck with me forever because you got, there's people out there who need your help, man. There are people out there that if you're not your best, you're failing them and you're failing yourself. All these kids who were, who were just watching me, just feeling bad for me, didn't do shit. All these tweets that we do today, sending hopes and prayers your way, it's bullshit. So anyone who, who, who looks at someone wants to do something in the world, if you believe that the oceans are dying or the ozone or whatever, or if you're an animal activist, or if you want to help people who are homeless or suicidal, you know what the best thing you can do is? What? Is to go be an alpha. Right. To go be a badass motherfucker, to be the greatest version of yourself, make the most money you can, and be a person of influence. I, I can't say it any better. You know why? Because that kid never bu bullied that guy again. Nobody bullied that guy again because he stood up for himself. They try to lump a bunch of shit, and I got a story later on uh, about a story in India. And, of course, they're going to lump it into bullying, which it's not. It's murder, but well, actually, they're not going to lump it even into bullying, but I, I digress. That's what we need. We, we need more men like that in our world. Sassy Pammy says, you need to read about Russian gymnast Elena Mukina. Russians forced her to compete in spite of a poorly healed broken leg. She landed wrong and broke her neck, and people try to compare her to Biles. No, 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 no. If you have a physical, and it's up to you. It's up to the athlete. 
Okay, it's not up to the Russian coaches. It wasn't up to Simone Biles' coaches. Simone Biles' coaches didn't make her the greatest of all time. She's the one who did all the hard work. She's the one who did the heavy lifting. She's the one who quit. Coaches didn't quit. She quit. This girl was forced to do so because she lives in fucking Russia. There's a world of difference between that. But I I get exactly what you're trying to say, Sassy Pammy. Uh, that was Kendra. Why that kid didn't wipe off his t- tater tot off his face before he came to my house? Well, he says, I love this so much. My boys have always been told you stand up for yourself and you stand up for those who can't stand up or won't stand up for themselves because that also makes you a good person and empowers others. It was the diddling. Yes, yes, it was the diddling for Simone Biles. But yeah, I mean, that's the story of Chris Kyle. I know the story of Chris Kyle, not just because of the movie, mainly because he was an American hero. He was a patriot. Didn't help, didn't hurt that he was from the great state of Texas and was a Longhorn fan, but and a Cowboy fan, but hey. You know, American Sniper. There are sheep in this world and there are wolves. Told his boys, you're not going to be sheep. And if he hears about them being wolves, he's going to bust their ass. So they have to be the shepherd. That's the point of that guy's story right there and Chris Kyle's. There are people that will need your help out there. They're going to be, look, and I'm not saying you're going to win every time. It, 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 this is the one thing I, I, I'm kind of bummed that I never had a son for this, for that moment where he comes home and he says, Daddy, they're picking on me. And I can have that moment that my father had with me to do something about it. If you don't want to lose the weight, Arnie, you got to stand up for yourself. I didn't fucking care. I didn't want to drink grapefruit and fucking eat healthy. I wanted to drink Dr. Pepper and do all that shit. So I had to stand up for myself. Next kid that called me fat got dropped. That's what happened. Guess what? People stopped making that joke in in third and fourth grade about me. Because I stood up to the fucking bully. Fatty, fatty, two by four, can't get through the bathroom door. Said to me at recess in front of the entire school. Went home, cried. Dad, kids called me fat and they all laughed. My dad looks at me and he says, Arnie, you are fat. Greatest advice he ever gave me. Yeah, Bubba's not my son. That's not my biological kid. No. Yeah, he can't catch worth a shit. Throw a hot dog at him and he fucking loses it. I don't know how you lose a hot dog. Uh, By the way, oh, the jokes today. I haven't told my jokes today because I've been too serious all morning. By the way, if you didn't hear my, I, I, I put out a bonus joke yesterday. I'll start with that one. What do Simone Biles and the world champion in competitive origami have in common? They're both great at folding under pressure. That one took me about an hour to come up with. Um, Why do tampons in the Kardashians have no friends? Because they're all stuck-up cunts. And the last one. 
Why should you never attend a gay barbecue? Because the hot dogs all taste like shit. Uh, all right, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler as well. We come back, we have our official Olympic update.
Standing down on Main Street across from Mr. Blues My faded leather jacket, my weathered brogan shoes A chill north wind was blowing, but the spring was coming on As I wanted to myself, just how long I had been gone So I strolled across old Main Street, walked down a flight of stairs Stepped into the hall and saw all my friends were there Neon sign was flashing, welcome, come on in It feels so good, feeling good again My favorite band was playing an Otis Redding song When they sang the chorus, everybody sang along Dan and Margarita were swaying side by side I heard they were divorcing, but I guess they let it slide And I wished I had some money with which to buy around I wished to cash my paycheck before I came to town But I reached into my pocket, found three twenties and a ten It feels so good, feeling good again Skinner song with this. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Getting a little backlash. She's accused of judging legislation by the skin color of its supporters. Is this the bipartisan infrastructure group or the audience at a Kid Rock concert? That was said by Cory Bush, 
Uh, she says, a lot of times bipartisan agreements are just as defined by who people in power agree to exclude than include. This new deal they're working on now, she's saying that there weren't enough people of color on it. And people are finally calling her out for the racist that she is. Oh, it's a glorious day. Uh, Mark Hemingway, a senior writer at uh, a newspaper, says that this from AOC, by the way, is not an argument. Someone asked her uh, who was excluded. The Congresswoman's office did not immediately respond to the after-hours email. But she, like other progressives, have been critical of the plan that she said does not go far enough to address climate change. She is such a, a, a just a ravenous cunt. I'm bringing, you know what, I am bringing that, show, that, that word back to, to this show a lot more. Because people like her need it. You have a person that's on the left, a progressive, saying if you supported Donald Trump, you're an enemy of the state. Maybe you didn't support him, you just voted for him because you know fucking Sleepy Joe has dementia and he's crazy and he's weakening our country. Maybe that's why you voted. You didn't vote for Trump, you voted against Biden. Well, you're an enemy of the state. Dangerous times, people. Dangerous times. Now... Let's go on to something that is supposed to unite us. These Olympics really suck. They're so bad, nobody is watching. That's what this next story is about. And how woke is about to be woken up. All right, enough of that shit. I didn't want to snooze. All right, there we go. There we go. All right. The Tokyo Olympics have dropped. Are you ready? Are you ready? Viewership 50%. 50% less viewers than the equivalent night of the 2016 Rio games. Now, could it be because they aren't as exciting without the fans there? It could be that. But that's not what NBC is blaming. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. NBC is blaming this, and I believe they are correct on this, on how the athletes are ruining these games with all of their political statements and Simone Biles. I don't think Simone Biles had a political statement in there, her not doing that. If we find out later it is, she will definitely not be known as the GOAT anymore. But all these political statements, the taking of knees, the turning your back on the flag, things like that, people aren't happy with it. 53% of the viewers are not watching. That means that is costing. And by the way, advertisers are noticing 
And advertisers aren't happy either. And I'm here to tell you, the woke will be, will, will be kicked to the curb once they really start costing people money. It's already happening now at ABC, or NBC, sorry. People don't want this shit. They want to go to the games, and they want to see the games played. They don't want to hear 14 different fucking national anthems before an NFL game. They want to go. They want to do their thing. And by the way, hey, hey, if you don't want any patriotism back at games, that's fine. That's fine. You, you need to get all those police out of there then, all right, because – like, hey, they're part of America. Get all the police out of the stadiums. No more flyovers. Okay, great. No more cool uh, landing with the football at the 50-yard line from a skydiver. Okay, I'm cool with that. Let's defund it all. Let's get rid of it all. Let, let's see how safe those games are. Uh, I'm giving it 100% of my viewership, and it's NBC that's fucking up the coverage. They are cutting out good shit, just showing brief highlights and not giving me enough of what I want to see. It's not the athletes or lack of fans. That's not that. They, the Olympics are notorious for doing that. And look, look, here's the thing. Hangtown Gin, the Olympics are on like nine. This ain't like the old days. See, here's the thing. I'll give you a little bit on that with NBC. Because the games are being shown on, like, 14 different channels. USA Network's covering them. True TV's covering them. TNT's got them. NBC. Uh, All these stations are showing them. So it depends on what you want to watch. You better have that fucking network. And here's another reason why they're doing it. It's because of guys like me back in the day. Back when we used to give out the results of what was happening that night on NBC. The internet. It's not NBC's fault. No, no, no. It's the internet. You can't compete with the internet. Because if they're, they're 14 hours ahead of us, meaning it is, uh, it's midnight there. It's 12.15 it, for me. It's 10.15 for you guys on the West Coast. 10 o'clock at night there. Nothing's happening right now, really. Now, five hours ago, it was, in, it was in full go mode. Five hours ago would have been, what, what 5.15 for me here? Nobody's waking up at 5.15 to watch the Olympics. So if there was a gold medal event to happen at early, early this morning, 3.15 your time, it's already on the Internet. So NBC is doing their best they can do against the Internet. Hangtown Jen says, I know, trust me, I'm flipping back and forth. It's exhausting. It almost feels like an Olympic event in itself to watch the Olympics. Um, it, it, it's really sad to see these numbers for the Olympic Games. I mean, the opening ceremony drew 16 million viewers. That used to draw 50 million viewers. Think about it. The last Cheers episode that was on had something like 70 million people watch. Uh, uh, MASH had the record forever. I don't know if Cheers ever beat it. Seinfeld was down to like 54 million because cable wasn't 
all it is now, satellite. $16 million? Ugh, that's considered good now. In a country of $330 million? Oh, boy, the Olympics got to figure some shit out. I'll tell you that right here and right now. By the way, medal count. Here we go. America is leading the way. 38 medals in these here games. Not leading the way in golds, though. We're one behind China. China leads. We're one behind China and Japan. Uh, It's a home game for them, so I can see why they're leading. Um... We're leading the way in bronzes with 10 and silver, baby, 14. So there you go. There's your updated medal count in this year's Olympics. Oh, wait, wait, what is that? Chen Ming beats Chinese teammate for Olympic gold in women's table tennis. Fantastic. Well, wow, that's great. Awesome. Table tennis, like we had a chance at that anyway. Um, Former Olympic athlete and NFL superstar, one of my personal heroes, ex-Dallas Cowboy, and I had his jersey, and I was wearing jerseys before it was cool to wear a jersey. I wore a Herschel Walker jersey to school at least once a week. People used to make fun of me. I was so ahead of the trend. I started that motherfucker. Herschel Walker said that U.S. athletes protesting their own nation on a world stage is doing so at the wrong place at the wrong time. And sports will, he's even including professional sports, will continue to suffer until politics are taken out of sports again. He goes on to say, and you don't have to agree with him on this. This is his opinion. Because we are the greatest country in the world, and we do have the right to protest, but I think it's the wrong place in the wrong time. As a people, we have to decide to elect the right people in office because if you get the right people in office and hold people accountable, we wouldn't have these problems. If you read the Constitution, it talks about everything we want to fight about today. And right now we have leaders that won't hold people responsible So I think that's the problem we're having. Walker said that the athletes who protested racial injustice decades ago were doing so because they did not yet have the rights that we have today. Those athletes had to use different bathrooms because of the color of their skin. I don't know about you. I I don't necessarily want sports to go completely away yet. I kind of like sports. I I enjoy it. It it used to be an awesome way to get away. (laughs) Straight Fire says Herschel Walker canceled. And you know what? He won't be bothered by it. What is George Foreman? George Foreman's on here for some reason. I don't know why George Foreman's about to talk, but let's see what George has got to say. Okay, after this ad, 
I mean, if George Foreman says it, we pretty much all have to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. he's George Foreman, and his grill saved the world. There we go. All right. So the Olympic uh, opening ceremonies. Da-da-da-da-da. Where's George? On the there. ring. Why were you, who gave, who grew up in adverse circumstances, ready to sing the praises of red, the red, white, and blue? Because I've loved America all along. I've always loved America. And once you fall in love, just like falling in love with your wife, no one can say anything about it. The next night, she's my wife, and I'm going to stay. That's why you make that thing, until death do we part. And that's why nothing has ever shook my faith and love in the country. And when you love a country, nothing can bother you. If you are halfway in love, you're going to have a lot of trouble. <laughs> so we're, a lot of people look at this country, and everyone's seeing race and ethnic background and gender in everything. When you were in 1968, we see the video. There were men's in, there were black and white bathrooms and water fountains and African-Americans back of the bus. There was a reason for that racial unrest. Why did it not bother you to the point where you turned your back on America? I'll never turn my back on America. Because I grew up where people in this country, a guy by the name of Doc Broders, and uh, uh, who taught me how to box, never gave up on me. A lady in Grants Pass, Oregon, her name was Miss Moon. She just loved me, gave me an extra bit of food on my plate, told me to be careful with my temper. I could be do, I could do great things. And these people hunt me every night. And what do I say about them? They were American. They've passed on now, but I love them. That's America to me. So you know, you know, Lyndon country- Johnson. Right. Wow, Lyndon Johnson. Oh, the best friend I ever had. Jim Brown, the great football player. I would say Muhammad Ali, but he put that shuffle on me. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, here's a man that was oppressed. Living in the Ninth Ward in Houston, if you don't know about it, it's probably one of the worst parts of America you could go to. It's it's almost as bad as Stockton. How about that? He won't turn his back on the country. He didn't. And he had real reason to. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the social unrest that we have today. And does it equal what was happening back in the 60s? Now, look, I'm for police reform. I think that police uh, should stand up and they should get the bad police out of the police department. I, I completely agree with that. Now, I'm not going to defund the police. I think that's up to them. Maybe maybe the, the states that they're in, they can look into it. I think something needs to be done, yes. But outside of that, well, I'd like to know what we're opposing. What are we opposing? By the way, there's a video going around, and I doubt you'll probably see it. Something that Black Lives Matter won't want you to see. There's a story going around about an officer who beat the living hell out of a suspect. Suspect was black. But so was the officer. Um, and, and, and I watched the video this morning. You can see this, and this officer's a big dude. The guy's on the ground, and the officer is punching him in the face repeatedly. 
Now, let's play our stupid game that we like to play with the bad orange man, shall we? Let's say that that was a white man that was six foot eight beating a black suspect on the ground, punching him in the face. I do believe a downtown or two would be on fire. I, I should say more than that because Portland's already and always on fire, so they don't even count anymore. But how come nobody's making a bigger deal about that? Black officer wailing on a black suspect. Interesting, isn't it? I I, I don't really think it's that interesting. I, I just like to say that. I don't think it's interesting at all. I, I I think that this country hasn't learned a fucking thing. That's the sad part. And I like to do this show, and I like to make people laugh, and I like to have fun on this show, but every once in a while we have to be serious about topics and things like that, and this is one of those times. And I'm sorry. I apologize. I know that you come here to laugh, and I will make you laugh at some point. <laughs> we played the Aaron Rodgers fucking press conference from yesterday. That is gold. Yeah, yeah, Ghost, I get the sarcasm, but nothing's being said about it. I don't know if it's the powers that be or the powers that run media, but they want to turn us against each other at every corner. Do do they hate America that much? Is that what it is? You hate the idea of America, that people in this country can prosper through hard work? Not the Kardashians, but whatever. I, I, I mean, is that what you're upset at? Well, I, I hate people like Jeff Bezos. Look, I don't like Jeff Bezos either. Jeff Bezos is a walking, talking penis. But the man started a company, and now he's a multi, he's the richest man in the world. He started a company, he ran Amazon out of a fucking office, uh, out of an office in a building that he didn't even own at the time. Now, I don't have to like him because I think he's a fucking hard-on. But I respect his hustle. I don't think he should have to give any money to charity if he doesn't want to. I don't think he should do any of that kind of stuff. He made the money. He worked his ass off for it. And I feel the exact same way about each and every one of you, the ass family members. Whatever your job is, you go out there and you bust your ass. I respect the shit out of that. I love you guys for that. You you guys go out there and not only bust your ass, but you actually do your job. You should earn. You earn that, and these people want to get rid of that. These people want to come to you and go, well, look, I know that you work really, really hard, but you you need to stop. You don't have to work so hard, and what we're going to do is we're going to take away some of the stuff that you've earned, and we're going to give it to other people. Here's a great, great thing to teach your kids. I'm going to try to get this right. You want to learn about communism? It's easy. If you got kids and your little brother is a piece of shit, or the little boy, let's say you got a boy and a girl. And the little boy is acting up. He's got a dirty room. He's doing mean things as a kid. Not anything illegal, just being a little dick. 
and you take your kids out, and your daughter, your daughter is an angel, gets good grades at school, likes to go to church, does all those wonderful things. You want to teach them about communism and socialism? You ready? Take them out for ice cream. It's real easy. Take them out for ice cream. Don't buy your son anything. Actually, no, this is what you do. You buy your son one thing. You buy your, your son a cone, an empty cone. And your daughter, who's been so good, who's worked so hard, she worked and earned a double scoop of ice cream. This is how you can teach them, really, about socialism. When she sits down at that table and she takes her first lick, you go, okay, hold on a second. And you take one of her scoops and you give it to her brother. That's the definition of socialism. That person who worked their ass off for two scoops is only going to get one because everybody deserves equal. No matter how little that boy did the work, how much work that girl did, he's going to get the same amount of ice cream as her. That's what they want in this country. Hey, if you want that, you go right ahead. But you're going to have to pry that second scoop out of my cold, dead fucking hands. First of all, it's ice cream. If you really think that you're going to get an ice cream away from me, I will whoop your fucking monkey ass. Mm, Taking a load to the face is apparently hard work if you ask a bunch of women. Hey, man. Hey, those gals are working. I, I don't care. They got to film sex scenes, and they got to get fucking smelly cocks in their face. Hey, whatever that fucking porno studio is willing to pay them, those gals should get the most for it. Uh, telling you, make the redistribution of wealth for the football players making money through sponsorships. Make them give their money to the players that don't play. Oh, that would be, oh, I'd love that. That would be so great. You would see an end. You would see an absolute positive end to any kind of socialism talk then. Straight Fire says, I learned about communism from my ex-father-in-law while on a trip to Russia. I asked him what communism meant to him, and he explained. You know that drunk man that was laying in front of the elevator? Well, he does that every day. At the end of the month, I take my pension, and he takes whatever he has, which is nothing, Puts it on the table, and we split it. There you go. There you go. Now, I know we're all raised differently than that, but they want to change that. The people like the AOCs of the world, these progressives. I I don't know who told them this. I don't know what stage in their life, but they are ashamed to be Americans. It's, uh, it's, it's taboo to be an American now. It used to be everybody wanted to be American. And by the way, everybody still does want to be American. Because the problems that America have is nowhere near the problems that the rest of the, co- the world has. Okay? That's the funniest part about the whole thing. You could be living in a village in Africa... And a fucking orangutan comes out of nowhere and steals your baby and eats its brain in a tree in front of your whole village? Now, see, that's a fucking problem. You ain't got money to move. You can't fix that. You don't have a gun to shoot the orangutan. 
By the way, that is a real story. How an orangutan broke into a hut once. It was one of the greatest stories we ever did on the show. That's a problem. Not being on the infrastructure bill and then tweeting about it, that's not a problem. Your baby's brain being eating is a huge problem. Whatever, though. All right. You know what? Enough of me being an asshole and being a dick. No, I'm pretty good at it. Oh, okay. Last thing in the Olympics here. Oh, this is gonna make me. Oh God, I'm I'm I am just waiting on this. I I am so waiting on this. How brave, how amazing it was! Yes, New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard. You know, the former man who qualified for the Olympics because she, before she was a she, was a man that was training to be a weightlifter. She will be competing competing today. And the International Olympic Committee have given her sort. We have paid tribute to her courage. To put it in a nutshell, you can't really use a nutshell. That that that's a bad term there, IOC. There are no IOC rules or regulations around transgender participation. That depends on each international federation. So Laurel Hubbard is a woman and is competing under the rules of her federation. And we have to pay tribute to her courage and tenacity. Tenacity. Look, 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 look. Hey. Hey, Laurel. You big fucking weirdo. And I'll say it right. I, I don't give a fuck now. I am fucking, I am, I've been pushed enough. You're a man competing in weightlifting against girls. So does that mean now, do they have boxing for females in the Olympics or any kind of rest? Judo. I know they do judo. How about that? How about have a man who was a man when he first started training? To become a black belt in hi judo, or karate, or taekwondo, whatever fucking event it is, whatever the karate event is. And now, all of a sudden, 23 years later, after they've been training for 18 of those years as a man, going to let them compete against a girl because the IOC has no rules in place that says that. I'm cool. I am cool. Because what you're, what you're doing is... is is you will be allowing what what that one fighting company did. And I don't, I don't think it was the UFC down in Brazil where they let that transgendered woman fight against other women. Now, she lost a fight recently, or she did lose a fight. So some gal kicked her ass, and I'm glad about that. Did the gal kick her in the nuts? Is that what it was? She broke three women's skulls. A, women are born with a less dense skull than men. That's science. Follow the science. Follow the science. Men's skulls are thicker. It's science. 
when you when you have the 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 transition surgery, they don't go in and shave down your skull. Ashley Evans choked her out. Okay, thank thank you, Alicia. I knew you'd know. But it was wrong that they allowed that to compete, just like it's wrong that the Olympics are letting this swim. And this is what you're going to see. What a courageous woman. You're going to see Facebook posts about this gal left and right, about how she overcame so much to become an Olympic champion. Because I'll tell you this right now, if I did bet, and I were to bet on the Olympics, every dollar I have would go on her to win the gold. Is this the fight right here? Hold on a sec. Alicia just sent me this. I'm going to the link. Okay, here we go. All right, here's the fight. Wait, wait, which one's the dude? The one on the right? Ooh. Fallon Fox, okay. She's in black. Fallon Fox missed a flying armbar, and that's why she's on her back for sure. Yeah, because she's not a good fighter. There anyway and went for that submission. Paid the price, though. Now she's got a wrestler in cross sides on her. Solid start from actually. Hold on a second. Let's get to the point where she chokes this bitch out. We'll fast forward to the end. I can almost see her fucking balls popping out from the bottom of that. Hell yeah, whoop that ass. The woman that fought her doesn't think she should be fighting women. No, she shouldn't be. Boy, she's tough from this position, man. She climbs up into those arms, takes the hips out of the equation. You can't bump them off, can't do anything. That one not strong enough to push her back down, and now she's mounted again. So much hype. Oh, God. Hell yeah, beat that man's ass. I mean, you're throwing punches like a girl. Good. I hope that there's a woman in the Olympics that's stronger than this gal. I really do. But when it comes to weightlifting, if you've been trying, look, look. I went to high school with a fellow my freshman year. There's this guy, his nickname was Hog. Okay? And you you knew I you know I grew up in Texas. What's king in Texas? That's right. High school football. It is unheard of to have a freshman on the varsity team. Hog made the freshman. He he made the varsity offensive line. It's a 14-year-old kid taking on 18 and 19-year-olds on the offensive line. Why? Because Hog could bench almost 400 pounds as a freshman. He squatted his freshman year 700 fucking pounds at the school strongman competition. The idea that this, quote-unquote, lady 
is going to get any kind of fucking support from me? Why are you calling him a her? Yeah, because I'm an idiot and I'm trying to be nice. I mean, honestly, this is this is wrong. I'm tired of it. And, and, and honestly, I think about you guys. Alicia, I think about you. I think about all you guys that have younger kids. Not, not like babies, but kids that are in elementary school, maybe not made it to junior high yet, who will want to play sports someday. Let's say you have girls and they run track. And now they have to face off against boys who are boys all the way up until their senior year in high school. I mean, we've already seen that story happen. I'm like a broken record with that shit. You can almost squat an entire Arnie. Jesus, that is stupid numbers for a junior or senior, let alone a freshman. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he might he might have had a little anabolic help. I, I don't want to say anything, but he may have. Oh, dude, he was strong. That motherfucker was strong. You can't tell me that this 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 woman, this Laurel, whatever her name is doesn't have a clear and decided advantage against every one of her competitors. And by the way, if she doesn't win, what a fucking joke. What a fucking joke. I, I By the way, like I said, I would back the money truck up to the casino and say, I want everything to win a, to, for her to win a gold medal. My friends that have daughters, I worry more about them that play sports. Well, here's the reason why I worry about your kids, Alicia. You have two boys. By the time those boys are in high school, maybe they'll want to play football. I don't know. I, I don't know what they're gonna I don't know what their interests are. But let's say they want to play football. Well, and some girl at a at another school, she wants to play football. Because we're at this time now, in this day and age, where we're allowing girls to go do those things. And we're not talking about the girl being a kicker this time. I've seen plenty of girl kickers. And I, I'm here to tell you, none of them are that good. I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the Razor Ramon. I'll be the, 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 the Scarface guy. I'm the bad guy. You need me. I, I will go as far as this. Alicia, if your sons play football and there is a girl either on their team or hopefully the opposing team, I want you to let me know when that game is because I'll fly out, and when they announce that girl, I'm going to go, Boo! Boo! Because I'll tell you this right now, your sons are going to be told if that girl, if, if she's playing receiver, if that girl runs a middle route, you cannot touch her. Oh, not for Arnie Jr. Arnie Jr. would have a nice talking to the day of that game at home. Arnie Jr., who hopefully will get his mother's genetics somehow, which are way better than mine. Mine are good for comedy, and that's it. I will sit down with Arnie Jr. and go, look, 
I know that your coaches said to stay away from this girl, to not tackle her hard. But you, you're playing middle linebacker. If this girl runs a pattern over the middle, it is your job to defend the middle. I want you to light her up like a fucking pinball machine. Because you'd do that to a boy, wouldn't you? I'm not having him, my son, hit her any harder than you would hit a boy. But let me just say, I guarantee. Arnie Jr. does that. Arnie Jr.'s kicked out of the game. You remember Hot Mama? Hot Mama, what was it, two years ago? Your son had one of the greatest fucking moves I ever saw a defensive end use. And he just flat out destroyed the quarterback. Blew him the fuck up. I know someone, I had someone on this show, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's the usual guest host, who has officiated a game or two. And he said it was a clean hit. It just looked really bad. They threw her kid out of the fucking league. Because he hit him too hard. What's hitting somebody too hard in football mean? Was it a clean hit? Well, yeah, it was a clean hit, but it was too hard. Huh? Like if it was a dirty shot, okay. Yeah, I can live with that. It was a clean hit. Still one of the greatest hits I've ever seen. At least she's laughing at me, booing. She says, I'll buy you a ticket. Okay, Alicia, I have a question then for you because this is becoming a new thing here. Uh, I can see them going into wrestling and being more drawn into that than football, fortunately for me. What happens if your son is forced to wrestle a girl? I, I would like to know what, what, what sort of advice would you give your son who was set to wrestle a girl, who, who, was, who was slated to wrestle a girl? A, first of all, would you let them wrestle a girl? And B, what would you tell your son? Not the league, he was thrown out of the game. Okay, same thing. He, should, he still shouldn't have been thrown out of the fucking game. We appealed it, and they came back and said it was a clean hit, just too hard. Alicia says he better fucking pin her. Man, I lived for destroying quarterbacks when I was a lineman. Exactly, because that's your job. I saw uh, this video. Was, it's, it, it was an old, old video I watched, and it had some of the greatest NFL defensive players ever. Randy White was on there. Uh, Bruce Smith. Uh, a couple more people, a couple more great defensive players in the history of the game. I don't think Lawrence, Ray Lewis was there. I don't think Lawrence Taylor was there. To this day, as, as old men, 50s and 60s years old, 50 and 60 years old, to this day, these defensive linemen, quarterback hunters, if you will, even today said they still don't like quarterbacks. Bruce Smith, who played with Jim Kelly for all those years, four Super Bowls they lost in a row to Buffalo. Bruce Smith is, look, I get along with Jim Kelly because he was a teammate, but he's a quarterback, and I still don't like him. That's your job. But if you got a girl out there, you got to be nice to her. You can't hit her. Can't hit her too hard. <laughs> Tell him to fondle them titties during the match. <laughs> My husband goes, you will smash her in the B voice. I would hope so. 
I would hope that your kid would stomp a mud hole in that kid and walk it fucking dry. Because that's a job. But if your son does, get ready. Look, I'm just warning you guys. This is where we are as a country. This is where we are as a nation. You're going to see more girls on football fields. You're going to see more girls on wrestling mats against boys. Mm-mm. And I, I'm here to tell you, if they called that penalty on Hot Mama's son and threw him out of the game, what do you think's going to happen if you hit a girl that hard? Oh, fucking James Harrison terrifies me. James Harrison is, is nightmare fuel. That guy used to play for the Steelers. One of the, I, He's a guy who is so underrated as a defensive player. James Harrison, you could make a fucking action movie based on James Harrison. Motherfucker's doing curls, straight bar curls with two wheels on each side. He straight bar curls for reps, 225 pounds. James Harrison is my evil spirit animal. He is a bad motherfucker. He's like he's like a throwback to Jack Lambert. I mean, goddamn, I have to mention Steelers. God, that that we had it with Randy White. My oldest did a Muay Thai uh, PKB match and was going to be matched against a girl. They ended up putting him against a boy, but I told him I don't care if it's a girl. She's in there and knows the risk just like you. You light her up. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. I don't mind seeing girls play football, but when she gets lit up, I don't want to hear her crying foul. If you can't run with the big dogs, get out of the ring. <sighs> He's the sweetest boy, too. He was having a hard time with the idea of hitting a girl. And that's the other thing. That right there. I don't care if you call me old, outdated, antiquated whatsoever. You will never find me ever hitting a female unless my life is in peril. The biggest failure of my life was my first marriage. Not because I didn't try. It takes two, but look. And I was punched in the face eight times. Do you really think that I'm somebody you can get away with punching in the face eight times? I I, I want you to really think about that. The answer is no. I I don't care if you're fucking Brock Lesnar, I'm going to fight back. But I was hit in the face eight times. And did not throw one punch because I knew my life wasn't in jeopardy. Now, let me just say this right now. And I'm not proud of saying this. I, 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 I'm not warning. This is not anything. I started to see red with the eight punch, and that's why I called 911. If Satana would have been stupid enough to grab a knife or something, I would probably be in a federal penitentiary right now. I'm not kidding. 
I was raised never to raise a hand to a female unless my life was in peril. Okay. And now what we're telling boys, telling your son there, Alicia, and, and, and you're right. You're absolutely 100% right. If she gets in that ring, he's got to do his job. But what it says then is you're, you're starting to change it then. It's okay to hit girls in the ring. Well, how long, and, and in your house, I would imagine that would be the rule. It's okay to hit girls in the ring. And it would stay that way at your house. But there are a lot of people that do MMA that are bad, just like bad cops. And they're going to take it outside the ring. It's not okay. It's never okay to hit a girl. I'm glad to hear that he was having a hard time with that idea. That, that gives me a lot of hope. Shows that uh, it, you and your husband are doing a great job. Uh, girls do not belong on the football field with boys. I agree, Hot Mama. I, I totally agree. First of all, let's be real. They're not that good, okay? <laughs> Secondly, well, it's going to be a lot better. Now, if you did not see yesterday's press conference with Aaron Rodgers, boy, oh, boy, did you miss a lot. By the way, greatest press conference ever in the history of time. I just want this ad to go away so I can play you excerpts from it. Oh, Aaron Rodgers was savage yesterday. Oh, this is so glorious. I love everything about this interview. The last few months when you seriously considered retirement, that this might, you might have, and, and at what point did you change your mind or decide to actually come back? Yeah, that was definitely something I thought about. Um, you know, I talked about how important being a full-timer was for a, lo a long time. This was the first time to to spend the off season away uh, without a COVID year or a lockout year. Um, and I enjoyed it, you know, I really did. I, I took time working on myself and, and trying to, to better myself in a number of areas where I feel like I can improve based on my own patterns and conditioning. Um, and it was a lot, of, a lot of growth in that process. I continued to find oh, this joy isn't and happiness the one I and want. things off the field. Uh, however, there's still a big competitive hole in my body that I need to fill. And as I got back into my workouts, um, I just realized that I know I can still oh, play. This is bullshit. And I want to still play. And as long as I feel like I can give 100% uh, to the team, then I should still play. All right, hold on a second. That ain't, that ain't even close to being the good one. Sorry. Let's go ahead and exit out of that. That way we don't have to ever hear that shit again. Um, okay, this is, oh, here we go. Hopefully this is the best part. Okay. Stop. All right, blah, 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 blah. I hate all these fucking ads. Why don't you advertise with me, dickheads? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I think, you know, there was uh, a lot of things that transpired. This wasn't, uh, you know, a draft day uh, thing, you know. Uh, this was, uh, Started with a conversation in February um, that the season ended. And I just expressed, you know, my desire to be uh, more involved in conversations that directly affected my job. Um, also, uh, I wanted to help the organization 
maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated. Um, and just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of uh, players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our Wait. locker room. Here it comes. High character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, um, John Kuhn, Brett Good, TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys. Many of them who weren't offered a contract at all, or were extremely low-balled, or were, you know, maybe in my opinion, not uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserved. Um, and then it kind of progressed from there into a commitment for the 2021 season and beyond. Uh, that really wasn't uh, given at any time. So for me, I had to assess the situation, not necessarily wanting to be a lame duck quarterback, especially after an MVP season, which I think you can understand. Um, and then the other part uh, in, in February was wanting to be a part of conversations involving free agents. Uh, which has never happened in my career. Um, you know, I've I've trained with a number of NFL guys most of my career in the off seasons. Um, my agency at these first has had a number of high draft picks over the years. Uh, I've tried to pass along information. Um, hasn't really been uh, used, shall we say? Um, so I wanted to offer my services as a recruiter. You know. Uh, and I think we can all understand, you know, Green Bay isn't, uh, uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, uh, to play with our team. And, oh, and that, that was so delicious and so well worth the wait. Green Bay is not a tourist destination. Guys are coming here to play with me. Not the storied history of the Green Bay Packers. The Farbs, the Lombardis, the Lambeau Field. No, they're coming to play with Aaron Rodgers, a guy who has won one Super Bowl. Look, I get what he's I, I I'm on I'm on his I was on his side up until that moment right there. Oh, that moment when I heard that yesterday, I had to rewind the TV to make sure I heard that right. Guys are coming here to play with me. Okay. Uh, maybe some people. the Some of those people that you mentioned, like Randall Cobb, you guys drafted, so he didn't have a choice of where he was going to play. By the way, Randall Cobb's going to probably be back in Green Bay. Fucking hated losing him as a cowboy. God, he was a good player. He's one of the best under. Randall Cobb is probably one of the greatest underrated players to ever come out of the SEC, and he came out of Kentucky, and that's why. But there you go, there you go. Aaron Rodgers back now with the Green Bay Packers, and they are there to play with him. Uh, our final sports story of the day. Uh, I got news of this this morning, and boy, am I happy. Can you tell how happy I am right now? Oh, look, computer's just going to make random weird noises. 
Dallas Cowboy quarterback Dak Prescott, who suffered a horrific ankle injury last season, what, the third or fourth game, had to miss the rest of the season. Oh, got hurt in training camp yesterday. That's right. Yes, he has strained his shoulder. At least that's what the MRI say. A mild or grade one strain, which means he will be out of practice for the next two weeks. This after signing a ginormous diggity contract. For all you cowboy haters out there that love giving me shit, I've got plenty of bowls for all the shit soup that you're going to be serving me this year and every year that Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I've said it once. I'll say it again. He will never win a Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys. The only way Dak gets a ring is if he is a backup somewhere else. Yep, Andrew says it's time to name Dak the GOAT. Well, he hasn't he's actually injured. When he decides to leave practice because he's had too much, then we can call him the GOAT. Hurt again? God damn it. You invested in a fucking China. This is a bull in a china shop. He he's 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 dainty. Why, why why is his shoulder fucked up? You you can throw from a seated position. He should have been working on that goddamn arm in the off season. And by the way, the backup, yeah, Garrett Gilbert still. Yeah, that fucking idiot. Couldn't cut it at Texas, so he went to SMU. He's got a Super Bowl ring as a backup for Tom Brady at the Patriots. I think it was one of their legit ones, too, before Dave Coe starts going off on Tom Brady. Uh, all right, that does it for this segment. Uh, 775-357-FANS is the number. Radio one at gmail.com. Anything you guys want to talk about, please feel free to uh, write me here on Mixler. See where we'll go from there.
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Welcome back to the big show on this Thursday, also known as Friday Eve. Hope you're doing good this morning. Hope you got big weekend plans. I mean, it's Thursday. You got to get ready for the weekend. Now, today's show's been awful serious. I got to keep it going here for a couple stories. I'm going to lighten it up and have fun with these two stories because they're truly amazing stories. One I just found. If you are planning on traveling to Washington State anytime soon, please don't. Well, that is, if, if you really care about your safety. You see, ever since the whole George Floyd debacle, that state has been busy. And by the way, he was not killed in that state. He was killed an entire country away. They have passed over a dozen. That's 12. New laws that limit police officers. They say the most concerning change comes under two new laws, House Bill 1310 and House Bill 1054, because they take away officers' ability to pursue criminals or prevent crimes from occurring. Officers must now have probable cause, a higher threshold, instead of traditionally just reasonable suspension, before they can use force. Now, that's the first one. I like the one about preventing crime. Like if a police officer sees a young man with a giant brick and he's about to throw it through a store window and cause the store to have to pay their insurance policy, possibly losing their insurance policy or not being able to afford the new bills, the deductibles, if you will, The cop has to wait until the kid breaks the window. I said, agreed. We left that hole of a state for Oklahoma, which was an upgrade. And and you know what? I have lived in Washington State, and I can say, and it pains me to say this, Oklahoma truly is an upgrade. Shit, at least they got Whataburger in Oklahoma. So, so, so get this. So if a policeman rolls up on a scene and he sees somebody standing over someone with a gun, now does that mean that he has to allow that person to shoot dead the person that's on the ground before they can arrest them? And if the person runs away, the cops can't pursue them? Man, oh, man, I wish I was doing a stand-up show in Seattle. Fuck Sacramento and just stealing. I can actually get away with murder. If a property owner calls police to report a potential robbery taking place at their home, the deputies arrive. I don't know, I'm reading this. 
but only witness individuals walking off the property. They no longer are able to use force to detain those people. So a guy's walking out of a house. All right, so this is great. I love it. I think this is fantastic. This is a fucking, this is a comedy show writing itself. So uh, there's a home intrusion on 1234 Main Street. Cops roll up on 1234 Main Street, and all they see are some guys dressed in black. I said dressed in black, not black. Guys dressed in black, walking out, carrying a TV, maybe a laptop, and one guy's got a handful of jewelry. And according to this new law, the cops can't, uh, guys, can you, can you stop for a second? No, you can't. That's all you can say is, hey, can you stop? Oh, sorry, we got to be somewhere. Oh, okay, well, have a good night. <laughs> this is the understatement of the year. What this fucking representative or somebody from Washington State says, we are going to see a dramatic increase in criminal activity. Well, I, I mean... Bingo. Jesus. Are you a fucking Rhodes Scholar that you came up with that one? I mean... Well, I frickin' die! Man, you figured that one out on your own. Oh, my God. I think it's great. By the way, they aren't the only police force that's struggling. I love seeing this headline. <laughs> Austin police shortage at crisis level. 911 callers forced to wait. 911, can you hold? <laughs> 911, can you hold? It's like you're calling dominoes. 911, can you hold? Well, this guy's stabbing me repeatedly. Yeah, we'll, we'll get right back to you, sir. <laughs> oh, man. And, and you know what? This is the best part. This is my favorite part because it is so delicious. It is so it, it, it's so enriching to my the nourishment of my soul. All these people that want to defund the police, they're the first ones that call police. I can't wait until one of these uh, mamby pambies. Steph says I've been on hold with nine one one four. How is nine? How can you be on hold with nine one one? I've also called and they haven't answered. Jesus Christ. I want it to happen to one of these Namby Pambies. Uh, 911, can you hold? No, I, I cannot. There are bad people outside. When they're told to hold, they're going to lose their shit and they're going to run for the first camera they can find. I called the police and they put me on hold. Can you believe that? You called for it, dummy. You said you wanted to eradicate the police. Why are you calling them then? What did you think was going to happen? Did you think they weren't going to get cool cars anymore? They seized those cars. Dummies. All those souped-up, badass-looking cars that police departments and state police departments drive all over this country, those are cars that are seized.
It's not like the department's going out and buying a bunch of brand new Camaros all the time. I think it's awful that 911 doesn't answer or they put you on hold. Almost 200 positions are vacant now in the Austin Police Department. I, I, one of the first and most biggest mass shootings that ever happened in this country happened at the University of Texas. Charles Whitman was the young man's name. Former Marine. Marksman. He went to the tower at the University of Texas, which was closed down up until about 10, 12 years ago because of this incident that happened early in the 70s, where he went up there with his rifle, and he was just randomly shooting people on the quad, walking up to the University of Texas. He had a 360-degree angle up there. He could get people anywhere he wanted to. Anybody that cut, and, and like I said, he was beyond an expert marksman. Anybody who came close to the building, he shot. Well, one Austin police officer, Spanish fellow, I don't remember his name, somehow got into the building, into the tower, and went all the way up to the top. And the door he came out of, luckily, was not the door that Charles Benton was standing in, at. He wasn't on that side of the building. He could hear where the shots were coming from. Sat there and he listened, saw which way he was going, so he went the opposite way. And he, he shot and killed Charles Whitman, who had killed, like, I, I think it was like nine or ten people at the tower, at, at Terror at the Tower. There's a movie about it. Kurt Russell actually plays Whitman, but he doesn't say anything in the movie. That officer became a Texas Ranger like the next week, not the baseball team because nobody wants to be a Texas Ranger. And bye-bye, Joey Gallo. Fuck you and your strikeouts and your inability to hit to the opposite field. Enjoy New York. I'm sure that he's going to come alive in New York and hit probably 40 bombs at the end of the season. I already know that's going to happen. That's my luck. He became a part of the what I think is the original Homeland Security, which are the Texas Rangers. You see a Ranger, you're going to prison. If you've committed a crime and a Ranger shows up, you're going to prison. That's pretty much what it tells you. And those men and women, they do not fuck around. But now we're not going to get those people anymore. You want to know why? Because we can't hire people to begin with. Remember how I said sports were over? Yeah, so is your safety. Putting that out there. Now, uh, now, now once again, this is where crime does pay. And I am so happy about this story. And as I recall, the uh, men that dropped him didn't wait for backup. He went up. No, he didn't. He, he was told to wait. He, it was his off day. The guy who ran up the tower, that was his day off. This was way back before cell phones. He had just gotten home from the, the grocery store with his wife. And the phone rang. 
and it was the Austin Police Department saying, we need every man we can get. He went on there his day off, went up that tower, didn't wait for backup, and he killed a fucking crazy man who had a gun up there. Awful, awful time in Texas history and American history. This, though, not. State of California has gone out of their way, especially Gavin Newsom, to sign legislation that will reduce retail theft by a lot. Well, (laughs) maybe I won't be stealing because maybe I think he's going to change his mind after this happened. A San Francisco store, Plump Jack Wine and Spirits, was broken into and shoplift and robbed and fucking ransacked. Oh, just terrible. Terrible. That's in San Francisco's Cow Hollow neighborhood. I don't know where the fuck that is. It just so happens that's the winery and the store that is owned by Governor Gavin Newsom. (laughs) Oh, I think that's so great that his store got busted into and ransacked. And by the way, if you find the people, you can just get them for breaking an entry. If they didn't steal more than $1,000 worth of shit. Oh, man. That is fucking fantastic. Newsom opened the Fillmore Street wine shop in 1992 with seed money from billionaire oil heir and family friend Gordon Getty. God damn, he's fucking family friends with the Gettys. Jesus. Now, he, he, I tell you what, he might be in the Illuminati. Gavin, I, I think Gavin Newsom's in the Illuminati. I don't know exactly what the Illuminati is, but, you know, I, I heard it's bad. I think he's in it. I, he's got to be a ringleader in that shit. So there you go. His, his winery was broke, or his store was broken into, and people stole from him. Oh, uh, and usually I don't like this guy. He usually gives me the creeps. But I got to tell you what, man. My man Ted Cruz yesterday, that some bitch. I I I'm proud of him. I'm proud of Ted Cruz today. Cuz he don't creep me out when he does shit like this. The idea that malevolent actors would go after infrastructure like pipelines, that is a threat we've been aware of for some time. That's correct, Senator. China has repeatedly used ransomware and cyber attacks to harm America. Not only has it attacked pipelines in an effort to cause physical damage, but just this year, hackers affiliated with the Chinese government attacked tens of thousands of computers across tens of thousands of organizations, including a significant number of small businesses, towns, cities, and locations. By by the way, Ted Cruz is, is grilling the Infrastructure Security Agency and the head of it right here doing this whole thing. Hold on, I'll keep it going. Governments. Once again, unfortunately, the Biden administration responded to extreme threats with extreme weakness. The Biden administration has not imposed any sanctions on China. Instead, the administration 
announced that it is dropping criminal cases against five Chinese scientists who, with the help of consular officials, hid their affiliations with China's military in order to infiltrate our nation. Mr. Downing, why is this administration refusing to prosecute Chinese scientists who lied about their ties to the Chinese military in order to come to this country and gain access to information? Senator, thank you for the question. Um, I would have to say that uh, from my position in the criminal division, I am not responsible for those decisions. Hello, uh, passing however, the uh, buck. It is uh, something that I'd be happy to take back and get you an answer for. Uh, let me circle back to that. And let me ask anyone on the panel, do you this have an answer best. as to why the administration has not sanctioned China for repeated cyber attacks over and over and over again against the United States? Well, I think that's a question that administration should answer, and showing weakness to China and weakness to Russia only invites more aggression and more cyber attacks attacking our nation. How bad is it when you get served by the creepiest guy in Congress? Ooh, here is a piping fresh hot bowl of dicks for you, served to you by Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, that's like losing a foot race to a fat kid. <laughs> Ted Cruz just dropped a bomb on you. And that, that Ted Cruz was the Eminem character in 8 Mile at the very end that shut up the black dude. How awful of a human being do you have to be to get served by Cruz? Oh, I think that's fantastic. I, there is a new hope in me. <laughs> I don't know about you. I love it. There is, there is nothing better, especially when it's politics and these uppity fucking Washington-type people when they're just sitting there and they have nothing. I mean... I mean, absolutely nothing. They are gobsmacked, as they would say in Great Britain. Uh, why hasn't anybody prosecuted that yet? Anybody on the panel cannot answer. Not, not just the bald guy that said he's, uh, I'll circle back to that for you. That's Jen Psaki's husband, probably. That guy, that guy who said that he's going to get back to it, he has seen Jen Psaki's dick. I guarantee it. Oh God damn it! Uh, I I it's <laughs> I can't make this shit up, people. I mean, this is just Susan Sarandon protests out of AOC's office. We're losing hope here that you represent us. Shut up! Just stop it. Uh, of course, she ain't gonna represent you, Susan Sarandon. You're rich. She hates you. She wants to have everything that you have that you earn through your acting and your weird eyes. She wants all that, but she ain't going to represent you. That's great. See? See? This is what I'm telling you. This is, see? This, this is the deliciousness, everybody. This is the part they have to wait for. This is sitting through a shitty dinner to get to a great dessert.
Susan Sarandon, who is as liberal as you can fucking be, is not happy that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not doing her job. How about that? That's that's horrible. That's like getting served by Ted Cruz. I'm here to say to the squad and especially AOC, who you know did make a lot of promises that we still have faith in you and we would like to see if you have a better plan than we've been able to see. Please share it if you do. She doesn't. She doesn't. Hey, Susan, who are you going to vote for now? Somebody that can get the job done, or are you going to keep wasting your votes on this fucking pile of monkey shit? <laughs> so great. So fantastic. All right. Anybody watch Jeopardy? Uh, the LeVar Burton hosted Jeopardy. Yankees' Joey Ballo, a Gallo trade just got better. Uh, let's see. From the Rangers, Texas also paying both players salaries the rest of the season. Okay, well, there you go. Rangers are going to play Gallo. That's fine. I don't give a shit. LeVar Burton's guest hosting debut ushered a new all-time low for Jeopardy. No, not because Kunta Kinte was hosting. He has been very excited to be doing this. He wants to be the full-time host. I don't blame him. I like LeVar Burton. I like him a lot. But no, no, no. It wasn't anything that he did. No, it was something that was done by one of the contestants. Patrick Pierce recorded the lowest score in Jeopardy's history. Ending Double Jeopardy with negative $7,400. Holy shit! I mean, seriously. Pierce ended the first round of the game uh, with $200, but then tanked in the next in Double Jeopardy. Oh, my God. That is so great. He didn't even make it to final Jeopardy. He ended with minus 70. How dumb do you have to be? Old Glory is known by these three colors. Red, white, and he clicks in. Uh, Yeah, what is springtime? Dude, this guy is playing Celebrity Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. That's all he's doing there. Please refrain from using ethnic slurs. Okay. Boy, you might be legally retarded. I mean, to finish at minus $7,400 on regular Jeopardy. And I'm telling you, if you don't know one of my dreams in life, one of my dreams in life is to be on Jeopardy. But not regular Jeopardy. I don't even want to go on Celebrity Jeopardy. No, 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 no. I want to go where some money is. You ready for this? I want to do elementary Jeopardy. I want to be on the stage with a bunch of kids. That movie Bad Words inspired me, even though I had this dream before that movie Bad Words with Jason Bateman came out. If you haven't seen it, that's worth a watch. I want to go on on kid Jeopardy, like elementary school Jeopardy, because I, I know I can, I can do well there. High school Jeopardy, I get in a little... That's where the nerds are really starting to turn out. 
you couldn't fi- you couldn't catch me dead on a college Jeopardy set. Those are the fucking hardest questions known to mankind. They're even harder than the Tournament of Champions Jeopardy. But I want to go on elementary school kids Jeopardy and talk shit. How great would that be? Same question. The uh, American flag is represented by these three colors, red, white, and I click in. What is blue? And I just look at the kid next to me and go, boom, goes the dynamite. And, oh, if a kid misses a question, and I get it, I hit it, I hit the answer, I go, uh, yes, what is a sprinkler system? Correct. Hey, Johnny, your mother doesn't love you anymore. Oh, that would be the dream. See, that's a Jeopardy that everybody wants to see. Everybody want I want to see shit-talking Jeopardy. That's what I'd like to see. Any kind of game show that you can talk shit on. Oh, man. And don't have the nice people. Don't have those fucking morons come on that show. I don't want anything nice about my game show. That's the game show I should develop. And if somebody's nice on that show, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to fucking boot them off as the host. Here's uh, here's Sarah. She's a, she's a dental hygienist from Cincinnati. She's, she's rolling along, but she ain't talking shit. I'd stop the game and be like, uh, Sarah, something wrong? Uh, you're in the lead, but you haven't, you have not browbeaten your contestants yet. I don't believe in that. All right, well, that does it for Sarah this evening. We're going to split her money up between these two dipshits and find out who has the balls to be on this show. That's the name of the show. Who has the balls? I like it. I like that a lot. Hey, man, it will be allowed. I will allow this. You can intimidate other uh, guests on the show. So you're some big badass dude. You got some little fucking dork next to you. You can just look at him and shake your head, maybe do the the throat slit move to him if he answers. I'm telling you right now, that is ratings gold. And even I get to shit talk. Like, if somebody misses it, because to me, this is still, honestly, Alex Trebek's greatest moment was when uh, the category was two R's and two D's, and this lady answered. Daria? What is rotunderer? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) You dumb fuck. What the fuck is a rotunderer? Oh, that's so great. How do, you, how do you go on Jeopardy and do that? God, you made an ass out of yourself and LeVar Burton. Jesus. You know, this is, this is what happens. You fuck around and you find out. This is what happens. This happened in Colombia. Somebody decided to go bungee jumping in Colombia. What, were, were, were all the plastic surgery appointments taken so you decided to do something else that you should probably not do outside of the United States of America?
First-time bungee jumper, Yasina Morales, and her boyfriend traveled to uh, this area, a popular bungee spot, on an excursion organized by local company Sky Bungee Jumping. They were the 90th jumpers of the day when they approached the platform. Things went wrong after the operators signaled Morales' boyfriend, who was ahead of her in line, to take the plunge. But apparently, thinking the queue was meant for her, the gal leapt off the bridge without an attached safety cord. She didn't go bungee jumping. She just went jumping. Um, she, she plummeted 164 feet down into the valley. At this point, her destroyed boyfriend, distraught boyfriend rushed down to his soulmate where he <laughs> attempted CPR. Fire people, a firefighter showed up and said she's dead. She, she not only died from the injuries, of course, but she might have had a heart attack before she hit the ground. Unbelievable. Who, who's this Guzman? Is this the guy that runs the company? Ma- the, the mayor of this town says, oh, oh, this is a massive misunderstanding. Really? A massive misunderstanding that a gal plummeted 164 feet to her death? Hey, buddy, you're next. Okay, woo! Wait a second. I forgot the bungee cord. By the way, something I will never do. I've jumped out of air. Look. All my... uh, all my crazy daredevil shit, done. I turned 50 this year. I ain't got to do that shit no more. I ain't got to ride roller coasters no more. I ain't got to jump out of airplanes no more. I ain't got to swim with fucking sharks or crocodiles or none of that shit. All right? I'm old. I don't want to do that shit. Zip lining? I, I Look, you people on Facebook that put all those things up, things I've never done, you always put zip lining up there because usually I've pretty much done all that shit. Zip lining and usually something else. You know, farted into another man's mouth. I've never done that. I don't know a lot of people that have done that because that just seems weird. You might get pink lung that way. I'm not sure. Bungee jumping? Fuck no. Ever since I look, it was because I watched an episode of Faces of Death. These kids wanted to do a bungee cord. They bought too much rope. Not enough rope is a good problem for bungee jumping. Too much rope, bad. And this was one of those faces of death that was kind of on the fake side. If you want to watch faces of death, you watch the first one and parts of the second one. Those are real. After that, it starts getting a little kooky. People were jumping off a 14-story building. 
And they forgot there's not a 13th floor in pretty much any building in America. And they bought too much rope. God. If she bounced, wouldn't that count? It may have, but I don't think she was going to bounce all the way back up to the top. Um, there's a new TikTok trend out there. I haven't seen this because, well, I think this is dumb. Oh, it, it, this is another one of those stupid-ass, you know, Tide Pod Challenge-type fucking deals. Okay, so this is the new one. You take garlic cloves and stick them up your nostrils in an attempt to clear sinuses. The video shows the quote-unquote hack for cleaning up a stuffy nose has garnered thousands of views. So you get a piece of peeled garlic and you stick it up your nostril. I guess it works sometime, but they're just saying, oh, here we go. Let's see. This video will play. It's on TikTok if you post garlic in your nose and this girl's sticking garlic in her nose. All right. It unclogs your sinuses. Wait 10 to 15 minutes. Moment of truth. She pulls them out, and it works. And now her nose is running like somebody that stole something. Come on. Jesus. Don't stick garlic up your fucking nose, people. Doctors say if you do this enough, the body will start to react to the oils and chemicals in the garlic and cause contact dermatitis in the nose. Just stop. Oh, yeah, and somebody else, some asset will reuse that booger-infested garlic in their food. Either that, or you know what they're going to do? They're going to stick the garlic in a plastic bag and then use it again. Same way. Why would you ever use garlic when when our dear friend hold on Afrin is available. Afrin's so much better. By the way, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how bad nose spray is for people. Look, look. I gave up alcohol, and I gave up drugs. No, I, I'm not giving up Afrin, Copenhagen, or Dr. Pepper. Don't. Uh-uh. Hey, look, look, look. I, 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 I'll give up a lot of other shit, but I ain't giving those up. Nothing worse than being clogged up all the damn time. So now I can just use garlic instead. Fantastic. Now, this was a story I originally had thought was a about bullying, but it's not. Once again, I'd like to point out just how awful America is, how, how bad it is, how racist we are, how cruel we are to one another. We have to be the worst place on the face of the earth. Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm being facetious. This story happens in India. 
dots, not the feather. Uh, this is a story of Neha Paswan, and she's 17 years old. All right, so this is a 17-year-old girl. And uh, she had been doing a day-long religious fast. This is why I can't get on TikTok. So many stupid-ass people doing stupid-ass things that aren't even funny. There's only a few people on TikTok who actually are funny. Like this one fat guy who tells awesome jokes daily. Thank you, Ghost. I appreciate that. So this gal's doing her religious work over there. She's fasting for a day as a part of her religious beliefs. That night when she was done with the fast, she put on a pair of blue jeans and a top and performed her rituals. Now, Granddaddy and Grandmama did not like the outfit at all. They objected to it. Well, this 17-year-old girl, being a 17-year-old girl, said that jeans are made to be worn and that she would wear them. Well, that's when the argument decided to turn violent and a gang beating left the girl unconscious. That's right. The girl's grandfather and her uncles attacked her with sticks in her own home for wearing jeans. They wouldn't let me accompany them, so I alerted my relatives who went to the district hospital looking for her but couldn't find her. The next morning, the girl's mother found Nia's body hanging from a bridge. The group went to the hospital, got her, and then hung her. Somebody in the story, somebody with a lot of fucking consonants in their name. Uh, uh, this person's last name is Debbie. Debbie reported said that her in-laws were pressuring Neha, an aspiring police officer, to abandon her studies in a local school, even as her father worked as a day laborer to pay for her education. Now, once again, I would just like to point out how bad America is by this number. On average, 20 women are killed every day in India for bringing in insufficient dowries. We're the bad guys. Remember? America. America. We're horrible. We're awful. I can hear in the background that Bubba's in trouble. I think it's funny. Someone should protest civil rights. Maybe burn shit down. I mean, those tantrums work here, and I guess we're all still super oppressed. How great would that be? I, I, I would love to see a story 
let, let, let's do it out of Minnesota. Let's do it out of that Omar Iman's, um, her district. Maybe somebody in her, in her sect, in her religious group, does something and they stone and then hang this woman. And I would love to see Imar Omer come out. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Bubba Chew. Which one is this? The vacuum. The vacuum. Okay. Oh, boy. This one's. Oh, man. Bubba chewed the fucking. He chewed the shit out of this. Good God. Oh, Bubba, you. I don't know if this is going to work. I need I, I need something stronger than a pen. I'll get it fixed, though. I'll be the one to try to plug it in, too, to start the fire. Ooh, Bubba. New Levi Assault. I mean, distressed jeans. <laughs> Isn't it great, though, when you hear people in this country bitch about how bad it is, how awful it is here to live here, how oppressed people of color, women, whatever, are in this country? All I got to do is find one story from India. A girl who wanted to wear a pair of jeans is not only beaten by her family, then is stolen from the hospital and hung once again by her family. I don't know if anything can be done to these people. I don't know what the laws are there. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think that the laws are going to protect this gal and gal's family. Oh, that is so bad. Um, all right, because I have a lot I have to get done today, uh, because tomorrow's a huge day. Tomorrow is somebody's 40th birthday. I'm not saying who. Not saying whose birthday it is. But it's their birthday tomorrow, so... Uh, we're going to take the, the rest of today off. Uh, please remember that uh, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. Tomorrow's Friday. So not only do we have a, a, a big show to dedicate to the birthday person, we do have Celebrity Ass Deathmatch tomorrow. We have candy bars tomorrow. Only available right here at ArnieRadio.com. So until then, adios, everybody. What a rotten day this turned out to be I still can't believe she'd leave so easily She just got all her things, threw them into a pile Then she loaded her car and said done this before but this time she didn't cry that's why i'm sitting on the front steps staring down the road wondering if she'll come back this time i don't know after she packed when she looked back there were no tears in her eyes 
thinking maybe my baby's gotten good at goodbye. All the times before she'd break down and cry. her threats but her heart wasn't set on goodbye she just wanted me to hear what she had to say now I'm lost for words since she went away she may not return for this time she didn't cry that's why Sitting on the front steps, staring down the road Wondering if she'll come back, this time I don't know After she packed, when she looked back There were no tears in her eyes And that's got me worried, thinking maybe my baby's gotten good at goodbye Sitting on the front steps, staring down the road Wondering if she'll come back, this time I don't know After she packed, when she looked back There were no tears in her eyes And that's got me worried, thinking maybe my baby's gotten good at is outside waiting to arrest him.